0: Good afternoon, this is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Rewilding is described as an innovative way of restoring wild nature. It's about letting nature take care of itself, enabling natural processes to shape land and sea, and restore degraded landscapes. On our part, having caused most of the destruction facing this planet, we can give rewilding a helping hand by creating the right conditions. So, for example, by allowing natural forest regeneration or by reintroducing species that have disappeared as a result of human action. And then, of course, you know, take a step back and let nature manage itself. So what is rewilding exactly? Joining me today is Abdul Raza Abdul Aziz. He's the founder of Social Eco-Enterprise Development for Sustainability, or Seeds Malaysia. And he has his own food for us in Klang. He's also the chief seeder at Seeds Malaysia. World Rewilding Day is celebrated annually on the 20th of March. That's why we're doing this. And Raza's is going to give us a 101 on rewilding. Welcome, Raza. How are you today?
1: Very well, thank you, Julia. Thank you for having us again on such a program and ever willing to share anything that uh, we enjoy doing.
0: Thank you so much, Raza. I always appreciate uh, having you come and tell us all these things. And, you know, when we were talking uh, back in December for World Soil Day, I mean, you did allude to rewilding back then. And I did say at the time we need to do a whole episode just on that. And here we are (laughs) in March. Um, So, yeah, rewilding, right? Um, I've seen people describe it as a hope for the future. You know, it's something that we can do uh, to support nature, which is basically our life support system. I mean, what is it for you? Can you describe what rewilding is?
1: Okay, I, I guess uh, I got to have a disclaimer. I'm not an expert, um, and uh, I've been doing farming for at least eighteen years now. And over the years, things just drop into uh, the doorstep, so to speak, and we pick up a, a thing or two. And we realize that there's a lot of uh, miscommunications, or rather, you know, disintegration between us and nature, humans uh, and animals, humans and uh, the soil, etc., etc. Like you mentioned, that's how we started talking about soil and um, it it evolved into things which I enjoy doing and understanding and I guess my corporate background taught me a couple things that somehow another overlap with some of these concepts that I saw so rewilding is really about looking back at what we have and how do we you know address the the issues that we human beings have created ourselves
0: Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, issues that, you know, such as oh, biodiversity decline, right, rising global That's temperatures, right. all the yeah. all the major issues, which again, all anthropogenic, right, all caused by yeah. uh, human activity and by humans. Right. And yeah. when did you first hear about that concept of rewilding, you know, and, and why Ooh, are you yeah. such a supporter of it?
1: Okay, Um, I'm probably going to give a mixed answer, as in, uh, honestly, I can't remember. Uh, But uh, looking back as a designer, when I was running my own creative company for many, many years, uh, thirty 38 years now, uh, there were things that somehow that didn't make sense. Yeah? Uh, when, when we talk about certain projects and then we are damaging the world, for example. Yeah? Uh, like I, I work um, uh, with a lot of exhibition um, organizers mm-hmm. and we realized that whatever we do in terms of creativity, it only tantamounts to more damage to the world. And, and we were always looking and asking ourselves, there must be a better way, there must be a better way to address all this issue. And I guess that fast, if I would fast forward and give you an answer, I guess it, it pushes me to look at if we are doing things not right, then can it be a shift of this, of this particular, you know, what we I call defensive mode and focus on things that we can do in the form of uh, proactive uh, ways, yeah? For example, okay. Uh, in my design services, can I look at we design something, but it doesn't affect uh, a lot of wastage? Okay. Now, can we recycle some of the things, etc. Then, fast forward again. When I was doing my um, uh, for, uh, my goat farming for eighteen years uh, already, uh, already as a as a goat farmer, I'm I'm faced with that tremendous uh, guilt that I have. This doesn't look um, um, organic. This doesn't look the way that's supposed to do because it's one of the most um, uh, culprit in terms of damaging the world as mm. an industry. Mm. So we force ourselves to look at ways and means to readdress that. And and can there be ways that we can recover? And you know, through the years, we saw a lot of I guess answers that really come from nature and the way we were used to do things. And um, fast forward, I'm glad that we are in Malaysia. We are in a land in Southeast Asia. Uh, we are not so developed as in, you know, with, with uh, buildings all over the place. And we still have uh, our connections to our fathers and our uncles who actually practice uh, connection with the earth. So we see that there are many things that it was working well before, mm-hmm. whether we call it wild or not in this context. And we seem to disconnect ourselves and we're creating more damage. But what if we go back to those ways that we were doing before? And hence, you know, rewilding.
0: Okay. All right. And it sounds simple enough, right? It sounds like going back, but actually, I mean, it isn't, right? There is, I suppose, uh, some principles, you know, that sort of, um, yeah, that sort of we need to adhere to, you know, when it comes to rewilding. What would you say those are?
1: Uh, yes, uh, for us, we were blessed because we were already in the agriculture and we decided upon ourselves to do agro-agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it it pushes us to look at approaches that will not damage the world. Eh? That's that's uh, the first one. And of course, there were, were a few. But uh, at the end of the day, we saw things that invites us and uh, requires that willingness to reassess ourselves. Okay. And when we reassess ourselves, obviously the nature provides the answers yeah? so three things that I, I notice for ourselves that makes a lot of difference yeah? everything works in tandem yeah? uh, everything works in cycles everything works in systems and in the corporate world I was exposed to corporate uh, life cycles and everything in cycles and it should work in tandem and that's what systems thinking all about mm. so if we can if we can embrace systems thinking in this context yeah? Then we understand everything has to work in tandem with one another. It cannot be in isolation. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. the first one. Second is um, obviously natural farming. Yeah? Uh, again, uh, we were blessed because we were already in that industry. And natural com- farming seems to uh, give the right answers for the right stuff that we are addressing. Yeah? Uh, and of course, at that time when we started, like uh, 18 years ago, uh, there was no permaculture. There was no, as in, nobody taught us about permaculture. Bill Morrison was there doing it many years, but uh, the, the the terminology did not come much later. Uh, and when it came, we realised that permaculture is just another way of uh, sharing with us the systematic thinking of patterns. So that's mm-hmm. permaculture. Mm-hmm. To me, it's natural farming. Yeah, And um, I guess the third one would probably be, then with these two, how do we create the change. How do we um, uh, move into a development of the change that we need? At the end of the day, it's processes. So if we can actually create little, little pockets of processes for everything that we can uh, do, for example, alternative energy. So how can I get energy with the processes? Um, planting, uh, do I need to to create raised beds and et cetera and, and harvest up to six months and then replant again? Can that be another way of a process then the answers come into place, natural farming. So, for me, this tree is very critical that you need to think everything in system thinking. Uh, you need to, uh, to understand what permaculture is. Or, well, in my context, I will always promote natural farming. Uh, third is then you move into development of change processes, this tree.
0: Okay. All right. So that would be your guiding principles of how yes. to how to approach uh, rewilding. Okay, got it. Yeah. And it's something that you are definitely passionate about. And, you know, we were talking about how it can help sort of uh, counter conservation challenges, right? I mean, as far as you're concerned, what would you say are some of the biggest conservation challenges that Malaysia faces today? And how can rewilding actually help address those particular challenges? Okay,
1: Uh, very, very good question, uh, Gillette. Um, Let me see, Uh, what if we address from uh, the couple of uh, examples? eh? Mm -hmm. We talk about um, coexistence with animals, uh, the conflict we have with wild animals. That's one major issue. eh? Um, uh, We we must realise that certain parts of the equation are in issues and that's not creating uh, the right environment or the balance that's needed. Yeah. Hence, the animals come out and look for food or habitat or, you know, uh, things of sort. So, if we are able to look at the patterns before, how and why do animals move about? Only two things. One is uh, habitat, the other one is uh, food. So, if we are able to understand that and uh, work towards allowing these two to be addressed, I don't think the animal wants to come out and uh, be in conflict with uh, humans. What more humans with animals? Yeah? yeah. So I think we we have to think that way. Yeah. Uh, then we scale down to say uh, a farmer like me. Yeah. Um, how do I uh, work smartly or more inten- intelligently by producing food which is healthier food, uh, without succumbing to the purpose of of modern agriculture, for example, without using chemicals and whatnot. Soil regenerative is one of them. Uh, Getting the right seeds from the right types of plants, you know. Uh, Right up to the point of why must I, as a person in Malaysia, uh, succumb to buying food from America or Europe or other countries that is not our our food. Mm -hmm. And if I'm able to decide that, then can I look at rewilding as a possible option to create another pool of food that I can take, my family can take, but it still is within our capacity, Mm -hmm. which is indigenous plants and fruits and whatnot. So if we're addressing that, I think that rewilding is easier to be addressed.
0: Okay, alright. Just, let's just go for a quick break, Raza. When we come back, you know, I'd like to find out some of, I, I guess, you know, rewilding in action here in Malaysia, you know, how does that actually look and, you know, you've been doing that as well. So let's come back uh, and discuss that. I'm speaking today to Abdul Raza Aziz. He's the founder of the Social Eco-Enterprise Development for Sustainability or Seeds Malaysia. He has his own food forest in Klang. Uh, he's our go-to guy for permaculture and all things related to natural farming. It's World Rewilding Day coming up pretty soon on the 20th of March. So we're discussing what rewilding is all about. We'll continue that discussion after this quick break. Keep it right here on Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Earth Matters on the Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. It's World Rewilding Day on the twentieth of March. The theme is Rewilding Hope, and uh, it's a it's an annual it's an annual celebration. But I think quite a recent one, isn't it, uh, Raza? And um, it's been growing, of course. You know, and I think a lot of people are looking at what rewilding is and the sort of like solutions it it provides uh, to all the different sort of uh, ecological and environmental uh, issues that we are facing. And we do know there are a lot. You know, there's uh, wildlife in dramatic decline. There's species extinction. There's climate change, uh, you know, all of these things that we need to take action. The thing is, you know, nature, of course, has the power to heal itself, right? Um yep but we have to let it last. So that's kind of where uh, rewilding comes in, right? Restoring ecosystems to the point where nature can actually take care of itself. And um, I guess, you know, in the larger picture, restore our relationship with the natural world. So, um, you know, before the break, you explained all of these things to us. But now, I guess, you know, what does rewilding actually look like uh, in practice? You know, yeah, can you give us some examples?
1: Okay. In the local context, I guess there are many examples that I can give. From small to big. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if we are talking about our own houses, yeah, um, Regardless where you live or shop uh, areas and whatnot, commercial areas, yeah. Um, uh, we are so exposed to looking at lawns from the perspective of manicured gardens, yeah. 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 Uh, and and to, to us, that's that's the way to live, you know. And most developers will come up with images of of those manicured gardens perfect right no weeds nothing perfect no weeds yes precisely okay what if there is another way which is not very difficult look at how it is in the kampongs how it is in the wilderness Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, everything is uh, technically wilder that's the the term uh, rewilding comes in now and everything works in tandem but keeping it safe and in harmony is so much easier compared to Having gardeners to manage your lawn, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's in a small part. Eh? Then you expand that into say uh, big commercial areas. And we are so used to having um, buildings without any trees, buildings uh, in compounds that doesn't have um, um, soil exposed. You know, mm-hmm. no grounds, and you see tarmac and whatnot. Okay, mm-hmm. what if we can uh, address it from rewilding the spaces? To make it obviously cooler, for one, and it's a better environment. Uh, and we always get this debate. I get this debate all the time, and I like to use that analogy in a question form. Everybody don't want to plant trees, yeah? okay. but give you know when you see cars driving by to park, the first thing they park is underneath a tree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to me that doesn't make sense. They know we know that we need to cool the car but we don't want to plant trees. So I guess that's uh, one way of uh, uh, looking at the local context. Now you expand that further in farms like ours, our athletes and our um, other friends who are practitioners in permaculture, natural farming, they understand this already. They're looking at, okay, I have a farm and I don't want to be a typical farmer that becomes too laborious. Can I do something that becomes more easier to manage And longer lasting, hence sustainable. Mm. Uh, So they look at creating um, mother plants that comes from indigenous species, local plants, the things that we want to eat, more perennials, and so on and so forth. And eventually, it becomes a forest, so that it is in the farm. eh? Uh, Expand that a little bit in parks and whatnot. Today, I'm I'm happy because I think um, Malaysians have taken a bigger role. Look at uh, Spice Garden in Penang. Mm. That's the the, one of the best examples of how one could rewild it in the form of a park that everyone can benefit and then nature benefits look at uh, Tugu taman, taman Tugu yeah. and so on and so forth so we are heading towards the right direction but we need the uh, the volume in terms of momentum to go far eh? it, it's not difficult like uh, how you said just now uh, it's just a matter of making a decision and we've got to participate in that area
0: are there any sort of barriers, would you say, to rewilding? You know, are there sort of like examples where maybe it's it's, it's a difficult thing to do? Uh, you know, as far as you as far as you've experienced or as far as you can see.
1: Um, yes, uh, a lot. But I'll zoom in into one. Everything okay. goes into one. Eh? Is the, the 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 biggest challenge is actually everything between the left ear and the right ear. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, our, 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 isn't that our downfall yeah
1: uh, <laughs> um, we're so exposed to the way things are and the way things what we feel should that we have forgotten how nature works then it becomes a hindrance yeah uh like everything else, yeah, uh, we think we need a lawn because we are so exposed to the linear ways. And when the British came, that was the pattern that they introduced us. So we forgot that we need to build our houses in stilts to pull it down, etc., etc. Eventually, we have air in mm-hmm. it, and then we end up putting uh, after using air we need a couple of blankets and a comforter, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we need a. Heater to warm up the water to go for <laughs> bath, and then we go to aircon. Everything goes in circles of of uh, repellents, yeah? yeah. So, uh, uh to me, I, I, I believe uh, we got to step back and look. It's not working. We have to realize that, and we got to look at nature for some answers. And rewilding is the best because you can actually take one small step, plant your own food,
0: mm-hmm.
1: make sure you don't go for don't plant and don't try to look for ways to plant carrots because that's not what our food is, and mm. uh, our know, potatoes. We, we've got to plant Guang We've got to plant our own, you know, arrowroot to replace those things which I, I use the word replace because we are so used to it. Eh? Yeah. So the challenges is actually within the two years, our our perception of things have to be readdressed. Mm-hmm. And once we are able to say, oh, I like the way we used to live in kampungs and whatnot, if we're able to understand that, I think we're going towards that. Other things which are uh, technical, Challenges which can easily be resolved. All those are uh, basic sciences and you know technical know how. You key in into the internet. How do I do this? Then you get the answers. How do I use a pump without electricity? There's ram pumps, for Mm -hmm. example. For those who don't understand, it uses pressure up and down to pump it. So there are many many ways. But let's get uh, first things first. Get clear with the attitude of making sure you want some change in mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. behavioural change.
0: So I think it's a lot of unlearning what we think is right as well, isn't it? Because, you know, those sorts of ideas, like you said, have been perpetuated by whatever, colonialism, uh, by yeah, the way things have been done in the West, for example. Uh, and we must think I think your example of the manicured lawn is wonderful because I think a lot, uh, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, you know, rewilding like the simplest way to start is just to let your lalang grow with, you know, those flowers, so I right? I mean, so I because pollinators, they need that. they yeah going to come to your perfectly trimmed lawn fake grass etc they, they need those those little flowers they need those things to you know for you know to to pollinate isn't it
1: yes uh very very true and i'll give you a tip for everyone uh speaking of lalang mm. um imagine this the lalang do not get attacked by insects True, we don't mm. see <laughs> most of the weeds that lalang don't get the attack insects yeah so why can't we use the lalang to make concoctions or whatever you know, we can teach you how to do it, which is very easy. And then you spray it to your vegetables, and guess what? The, the insects will not come
0: naturally because repellent. they don't like
1: lalang. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, nature provides us that way, and we saw lalang as a problem, yeah. as a issue, and an issue, and then mm-hmm. hence we pull it out and we use chemicals and rachun to kill it off mm-hmm. and hence the insects are having a good time and say voila you know, thank you very much now I take your 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 vegetables and then we complain about the issue so I think we have to understand that everything works in tandem and in system thinking mm-hmm.
0: and you know I guess all of this points to a larger picture or a larger problem of how we have become so disconnected uh, yeah. with nature isn't it and, and you know I, I guess we don't yeah, we don't know what's wild anymore. We don't appreciate that. You know, we, we like our manicured things. Um, In your view, you know, what are some good ways that we can actually reconnect? I mean, that's something that you clearly mm. did. Um, Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, some advice you have.
1: Yeah, um, that's an easy one for me. Um, <laughs> get, get grounded in our, our context, Uh, in the Malay context, kaki ayam. You know? mm. Berjalan kaki ayam, you will surely get connected to earth. And once you get connected, we even have exercises where you actually do it, and then we ask the participants how do they feel, and you'll be amazed with the answers that they get. So one way is to get connected. Don't spend money on copper plates and put copper plates underneath your bed to get you know earthing whatever. Just go barefoot kaki ayam. In English, it's called barefooting or you know earthing. That's one way. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next way is the next time you see a plant, talk to the plants communicate with the plants even mentally it works you know i used to be shy sharing of, uh, about the 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 thought i have or the ability I, I at that time i don't see it as an ability i thought it was funny to be able to communicate with plants but now i'm I'm okay with it because i think that's the bites that i get from plants yeah you know? mm-hmm. so get connected with plants um if if, if uh you want to be an, a bit adventurous go in the wilderness you can get all the answers in the wilderness. Trust me. When we first started, me and my wife, in time, we spent a lot of time in the jungle within that space that we rented. And we 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 saw opportunities to solve certain issues from nature. We saw the patterns. So, uh, you know, just get yourself connected. I, I think the main answer is still, if you want to change, you will get the change. If you don't want to change, I think whatever you do, you don't. And um, Will not
0: change. Mm, okay, and you know, when I was reading about rewilding, right? I mean, it's it's quite huge over in Europe, and you know, it's oh, yeah. it's catching on. Uh, I think quite a bit in the UK, right? And I think some of the you know discussions that I was seeing that is that rewilding doesn't only benefit our landscapes and our wildlife, Plus, right? It's our human health, isn't it? Yeah, um, that, yeah. that that will definitely benefit from it as well. Uh, would you agree?
1: Yes, 100%. Um, 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 I'll use my Seeds Malaysia as an example because mm-hmm. that's that's really what we are. Uh, in short of three and a half years, we created a food forest a Forest eh, w- within a space in a sub urban area. And uh, when the COVID hits, um, we were okay psychologically and spiritually and uh, emotionally and mentally because the nature that was providing in that space were unaffected. In, in many aspects eh? so the benefits that I get my family gets from it is is i, I can't say enough eh? right yeah, yeah it, it was tremendous it it really comes down when, when even though we know it's a pandemic eh? we, we realize uh, the extent of it but we felt very secure very safe with nature and it gave us that comfort you know? and I wish everyone uh, listening could actually get that in the shortest time frame, if not, you know, plan for it. Uh, because then then you realise that there are many more things that you can get benefit out of it. Uh, otherwise, just plan a, some food stuff. You know, uh, I, I, I keep saying you either plan your own oxygen or plan your own food. You plant a tree, and you make the uh, oxygen for yourself. If not, just plant something that you like to eat.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess you know, in, on a very sort of like um, practical level, right? Let's say, let's let's say I, I come to you for advice. I have a small little mm-hmm. garden. Uh, mm-hmm. I want it to be uh, a place for for you know pollinators to come. I want it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, wildlife to come. I want it to mm-hmm. to to serve me as well, right? Not not just to right? serve the landscape. I mean, what advice would you give me as an individual if I came to you for that?
1: Okay, Um. I, I'll, I'll try this approach. Eh? There's mm. three fundamental approaches to it now eh? in, okay. in terms of detail. One is be observant of nature within your space. Eh? For example, uh, where do you live again? In Kuala Lumpur, uh, in say uh, urban center. Eh? You look around the center and you look for plants, uh, areas which are quite natural that you like it. Okay. The best way is you try to understand what's there and you replicate it in within your space.
0: Mm.
1: That, that, that's the, the, the best way. Similarly, when I was in Kara and we were looking for plants that might help uh speed up the process of regeneration of the land, we look at what's there, you know. Um and and we realized that why should we look for other trees and import them, whether it's local or imported. Uh, uh, import species, why can't we just replicate what's already existing in that space? Yeah. And um, if you look at how the international uh, foresters are doing, um, when they do food forests, they have no choice to go into spaces that may give them un- uh, answers to their, their line of species. Like, for example, museum, genetic banks. um um um, you know uh, religious spaces where they have existing species but in Malaysia we have plenty so Mm -hmm. just to give that example if I look at my space in Klang, it's very close to the coastal area it's sub coastal so I look at species of salt then they will thrive. so a is look at your site uh, do that b is try it anyway just pick up and and then do it uh with a sense of understanding what works, what don't work. For example, you need to regenerate the plant. Look for um nitrogen fixes uh that that helps to boost up the ground first. Nitrogen fixes can come in many, many forms in Malaysia, in tropical countries. Anything legume, anything that, that uh that has um high production of nitrogen that pumps into the ground is uh, needed. Yeah? Mm-hmm. The last one is of course uh just do it in abundance of species. Don't think mono. Don't think, oh, can this work? Can that work? Try it anyway. Take A, B, C, D, and E. Put them together and see what happens. They'll give you the answers. Yeah? Uh, and nature is very forgiving. You know? If it's wrong, then they, some, something will shy away and the other things will come up. That's the answer they give you. Yeah? If, if it's not meant to be, for example, I will tell you, okay, I tried this, it works. When you go back to your space in, in Kuala Lumpur, it might not work because the environment is slightly different. Yeah. B, that's your answer. So A is look at the surrounding and recopy, mimic whatever uh, within that space, mm-hmm. especially in species. Uh, B is help it a little bit, assist with nitrogen fixes, fix the ground. Three is just plant anything and everything you can get, all, including weeds, and let it go without any much man- management.
0: That's wonderful, and I think you know we can even you know even if we don't have a lot of space in our places, like you know there are parks, right? Every every neighborhood will have a park. There's and I can yeah. I can see a lot of people like you know they, they cordon off a certain area and they try and sort of plant things, right? So I mean that is something we can do. Let nature take back right what it was originally there.
1: Precisely, yes, okay. very true. Okay. I've seen I've seen spaces uh, in the driveway. I've seen spaces in apartments. I've seen yeah. spaces uh, between shops. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, which reminds me, this is modern shops like Subang Jaya USJ Nine. Mm. And they technically well um, they, they sort of took over the um, uh, just after the five wood, the five foot walkway mm-hmm. and there's this greenery which is five feet by by 10 feet or 15 feet mm. they just plant everything there and, and it, it became a nice vegetation of food. Okay. Yeah? okay so that can be done yeah it reminds me of you know uh, the older days where we work uh, walk at the shops and you see these myelothines and et cetera, mm. oval tines, and combination of plants and, and they grow together in, in one pot. It's the same thing. Okay,
0: okay. And, you know, we just had our budget sort of announcement and there's such, such mm. a huge push for sustainable development and all of those things, you know, there's talk about the food security. I mean, do you think that rewilding can also, maybe not yet, but it can also be an integral part of our sort of conservation-related policies? You know, I mean, is there? An, yeah, is that something that we can also push for?
1: Yes, of course. Uh, we should, yeah? we should, I, and I hope the government is uh, serious enough to understand that this is one of the um, um, uh, most uh, not celebrated, one of the most significant change that we can do, and mm. it's creating results. That's why rewilding is taking the world by storm in that context. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, we, we've done projects that that shows it. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, may I share it right yes, now? Yes, please. It's can the, you tell yeah, me? Yeah, some
0: of the projects. Yeah,
1: and and this. This started off with uh, the fact that Dr. the late Dr. Akira Miyawaki, the former biologist that actually started this idea behind rewilding in a forest context, Uh, he even came here in the 80s, I believe, 80s or 90s, and he started a couple of projects, including one in Bintulu, you you know, in in a site. And today that site is producing more carbon sequestration count than a natural forest.
0: Wow.
1: So, so if that's, that's results scientifically proven, then I think we should seriously look at what people like you and me and the government and the authorities can do. Yeah? Um, and hence, we are, we are blessed and lucky because there are some communities and authorities have taken that. bit. Yeah? Uh, we started with, a couple of years ago in uh, Kuching, Yeah, the municipal council, council of uh, Kuching. I think the utara one. Uh, they've got two. One is utara and one is uh, selatan. Mm. Um, and we planted 2,200 trees. Mm, yeah, wow. and, and uh, much to the so-called uh, debate about why do we need to plant jungle trees in an in, uh, in a, um, a residential area, but I was glad because the forestry department researcher understood this many many years. Okay, good. We've been waiting for someone. Let's just wait, and we did it. And, and fast forward today, we've done another 2020. Three trees with the uh, Malaysia Rubber Council, and we planted in Utah comp, uh, Campus in in Kampa. Mm. And if I were to show you, I wish I could show some pictures. Uh, in less than a year, yeah, short of a month, uh, the tallest tree is four point one meters wow, high. Wow,
0: wonderful! Four point one. Yeah, my hair stood
1: when I saw it, and yeah. we were celebrating. And you know, and uh, and true enough, Dr. Akira Mawaki said if you do exactly what he did you will get the results, which is no man management. Of course, you know, we being humans, we we need to do that. And I've got um, smaller projects like individuals who who understand that and say, okay, why don't we test a little bit of rewilding? And they give a series of what they like. Uh, this lady, she comes from Kedah. She was exposed to the northern part of it uh, of, of vegetation and she cited a few example like pokok dot, which is you know fruit trees i don't know whether you know, those things that, yeah, that yeah. we grew up in when we were in Kedah i said good let's look for it and we planted it, and it's coming very very well yeah right. uh, then we uh, recently we got uh, one hotel in Tanah Rimba up in Janda Baik mm-hmm. uh, it's already a jungle they've managed to only cut six seven trees uh, and won some green certification award for doing such thing. And they say, look, we, we don't want to cut any more trees, but we need to make it wilder. So we were blessed with the award of uh, doing a landscape, but it wasn't a landscape-landscape because I went in and I said, I'm not a landscaper. Yeah? Mm. I'm a planter, I'm a farmer. Uh, don't ask me to to landscape as in the landscape bit. They yeah. said, good, 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 because I don't want landscape. So we came up with the idea of rewilding, so we research a little bit what's good there and make it more wild looking and they're happy it's growing with 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 uh, vegetations that uh are uh synonymous with the space including a biopond yeah bio a biopond yeah, bio oh a biopond is uh, a pond that mimics um, almost everything in a river okay hence hence we don't need to manage that pond you know mm. how ponds are, fish yes. ponds? Yes. You need to clean the systems every month or so. Yeah. This is a system that you literally don't need to clean it up. I had a pond of uh, cloth fish in my Subang Jaya house that for eight years, not even once I need to clean it up. Wonderful. I'm happy. I'm a lazy farmer, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> Clever did, farmer.
0: Come on, get it right. <laughs> yeah, it's going back to to, to nature, isn't it? Nature doesn't clean. Yes. that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. has its own natural cleaners. Yeah, we don't have this to, is. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. from a culture um, allowing nature to work for you.
0: Correct, and so that's amazing. You know, there's so many projects, and I think a, a lot in the pipeline as well, Reza. Oh, yes,
1: yes. Uh, well, we are increasing our seed bank, as in the Seeds Malaysia Experimental Food Forest. Mm. Uh, it's only a small property. I wish, you know, uh, one day you get to come and enjoy what we have with your family. One day, one day. And, one day. Uh, <laughs> Yes, and I I invite everyone to come and have a look at you know what we have. Um, we, we are proud of it because everything Akiramewaki says is working in Seas Malaysia, and so we are happy in that context. Yeah? Uh, the last time we had was almost two, nearly 300 species of plants uh, of of a mix. Yeah, some are uh, uh, fruit, some are uh, food, some are uh, flowers and whatnot, and some are uh, herbs and some are uh, weeds. Yeah, and we hope to increase that that abundance of biodiversity with this space and in our very own first Malaysian community food forest of a three acre buffer zone that we secured from uh, Majid Perbandaran Klang, mm-hmm. and we've started planting 600 trees already, 650 and the next stage is to now pump it up with all the other levels of uh, forest, you know. Just to make it wild. And that's going to be one wild, wild thing that, that people can come and say, oh, you know, how did that come? Yeah. Uh, was it like this in, uh, for the last three years? No, it's going to happen in less than five years.
0: Okay. That's amazing, Razak. Congratulations. You know, I'm so, and I can't, I can't wait to see, I mean, the results, right? Like you said, they're like your children growing, right? It's like, yeah, watching your yep. babies grow. <laughs>
1: Really, that's, that's the way I, I look at the plants, you know. Okay. Now I can I can say I've got more kids than six, you know, now in thousands.
0: <laughs> Growing, thriving, wonderful, yeah. and, you know, and supporting the ecosystem and, you know, just doing good luck pretty much, right? Like, yeah, yeah. doing nation building in that own way. Well, Rosa, thank you so much, you know, for joining me today. Um, Any last message you'd like to leave us with, you know, ahead of uh, uh, World Rewilding Day?
1: Okay. Um. Again, uh, you know, uh, like I say I'm I open up with uh, claiming that I'm not an expert, but I've seen uh, many things that work for me and mm. my family and the communities I I represent or you know part of. Yeah? And the one thing that uh, uh, that we realize is, as individuals, as communities, we really need to discover new ways to participate in in such a dynamic um, universe. How do we we play our part? In that system's thinking, and if each and one of us can do our bit, I think it it will it will click like oil gears, and it will come to a natural re, uh, regenerative measures uh, with with the whole world. I hope you know that's yeah. that's what we are aiming for. It's okay. our duty. It's our call. we, we need to do it.
0: And like the hashtag, you know, rewilding hope. There is only hope. Um, I mean, there's there's yes. a lot of hope. So yeah, and just yes. just get started now. Just yeah, just go back just to what it. we what we knew. Yeah,
1: just rewild it.
0: Rewild, just rewild
1: it. Rewild any space that you can
0: find. Okay well thank you so much Reza for joining me yeah, today. Uh, I've been speaking I've been speaking to Abdul Raza Abdul Aziz the founder of Social Eco Enterprise Development for Sustainability or Seeds Malaysia. He has his own food forest in Klang. He's the chief seeder of Seeds Malaysia. Again you know uh, get in touch with uh, Reza if you'd like to go and visit uh, his farm over in Klang. Um, but you know if you'd like to find out more do follow them on social media. They're on Facebook. I think all all the major sort of uh, social media platforms yep. but you can also head to campsite.bio/seeds. Malaysia, that's campsite.bio/seeds.msia. All the information is there. Do get in touch and uh, Happy Rewilding Day, uh, Raza. Thank you again.
1: Thanks and Happy Rewilding Day to you and everyone else.
0: Yeah. Um, if you miss any part of our conversation today, just search for the podcast at bfm.my/earth or find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on the bigger picture. BFM eighty nine point nine.